0: Block Talk
1: Radio. Uh, good afternoon. It's right. It's noon straight up. Uh, this is Michael Vandervoort. We're doing another episode of Drive Through HR. This was supposed to be the Brad Galen episode, where we we're going to talk about Brad and his his HR work and his plan for Schermey Team, but. Like, you know, every other show that I do, either the computer locks up or the blog talk radio glitches or the guest canceled. And in this case, I'm putting the blame on Brad. He had to cancel due to legit uh, work reasons. And so very graciously and on very short notice, our guest today is is a, a good friend of mine, Jay Coons from Tampa, Florida. Jay, welcome back to Drive Through HR. How are you today? I'm
0: doing great, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be back.
1: <laughs> and 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 we did actually have like a short pre-show, but there's no there's no set agenda for this, Jay. I you know we'll talk about a couple of things, but but like I said, basically we'll make this our ketchup cup of coffee that we haven't had in a while. I even have a little bit of Starbucks left here on the desk. Um, Jay, tell. Just, just a lot of a lot of people know you, but a lot of people who listen to the show may not. So, start out. Just tell us who you are, where you work, what you do, that kind of stuff.
0: I would love to. Uh, thanks, Mike. I have, uh, for the majority of my career, been a hospital HR executive. Uh, have an absolute passion for HR. I just think it's the best job you can have. And uh, about three years ago, I had an opportunity to join an organization. And lead their healthcare practice. And so now I have an opportunity uh, at a company called Kinetics, based in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, to work with hospitals and health systems on their recruitment needs, uh, recruitment outsourcing needs, and a tremendous amount of work on employer brand, uh, social channels, uh, content strategies, video strategies, all around um, filling the top of the proverbial recruitment funnel. So I'm having a ball and I get to work with a bunch of great organizations and still be a hospital
1: HR guy. So I kind of have the best job I could possibly have. It's like your, like your dream job. Um, it's a, it is. I, uh, I'm it gonna, is. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's really cool. Um, I, I have been, you know, as I said, I've been doing some episodes with uh, bloggers uh, that were selected for the t- the 2018 blog squad or blog team or whatever you know for Sherm, so we've been talking about you know what's your plan for the show, what are you going to write about, all that kind of stuff. Um, and and but before I get in, get into that with most of them, I kind of go through some of the other parts of their career. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go inversely with you. Um, I know you. I don't know if you've ever actually been on a blog team for Sherm. I I know you you blog there, and I know you've done, done a lot of social stuff, and I know you've been to Sherm National. So, just from the perspective, sure. I guess, of an of an attendee or, or somebody that's you know kind of trying to cover that event in, in of sorts in from a social media perspective, can you talk about how, what you what you experienced and and how you approached it a little bit? Maybe give some tips to some of the some of the folks that are listening.
0: Oh, I'd be happy to. And and yes, and yes, and yes to all of the above. Been on the blogging
1: team, attended Sherm National,
0: of course, and. I had great experiences. I I think for me, it was because there's so many things at National, right? It's just this almost uh, embarrassment of riches in terms of learning opportunities for people that for me, I needed a game plan. So I really kind of meticulously went through the agendas for the different days so that I could be tuned into the things that were of interest to me uh, and also because of having been a blogger myself for a long time now, I wanted to somewhat align what the the, the, the folks who read my blog, I wanted to, the content that I was zeroing in on to be consistent with that leadership angle that I take all the time. So it was kind of a, it was more of a deliberate plan, if you will, to make sure the speakers that I hit, I could um, make sure I knew where they were going to be because the event is so large. You need some time to get from spot to spot and from the bloggers lounge to where you need to be. And so that was really, really helpful for me. So I could hit those key folks and uh, and then contribute uh, with the rest of the bloggers in that way versus showing up and trying to either run things from the room or close circuit issues, run, run. I, I, I'm too, uh, I guess, detail oriented. I needed to have a little plan of action to, have some peace of mind, and it, and it helped me quite a bit. I just felt relaxed, and I could connect with the speakers. and um, I'm fortunate that I know a bunch of them, and so it was a great way to literally see friends and then zero in on their message as part of the, the blogging effort. So that that prep was key for me.
1: Uh, the the other thing that a lot of
0: uh,
1: a lot of people uh, like yesterday we did a, the blog that blogs blog team, many of us were on, you know, Sherm's next chat, Twitter chat that's on at 3 o'clock on Wednesdays, three, three Eastern time Wednesdays, and it's hashtag next chat. Um, a lot of questions were, you know, like tips, and you know, how do you, you know, how do you, you know, like, so you're you're saying plan, but like, um, the other, I guess the other questions were like networking, getting to know people, and, and you're not shy at all, so um, you, you, I don't know if you have that <laughs> problem, but... Uh, but like, how, you know, how, how do you how do you make the relationships and the connections at that massive crowd? How, did you, can you give a maybe a couple of thoughts
0: on that? Sure, I think uh, that the, the way to make the connections, in my mind, is to to plant those seeds, if you will, long before the conference.
1: Because if you're hoping
0: for an annual event, whether it's Sherm or any of the other uh, great events that are available to us all, uh, it, it, it's it's going to be really, really difficult to connect with folks. I remember one year I was trying desperately to connect with someone, and we kept missing each other. We thought we were going to figure it out at the time, and we, it didn't work. The schedules were just off. So it, it didn't help that I thought, well, I'll just track that person down. So getting engaged on social is uh, a really, really powerful way to jumpstart that process. And then uh, then when you get to national, Go even if you're uncomfortable, even if it feels awkward, go introduce yourself if you haven't met in real life, um, because it's worth it. Uh, many of my closest friends now are folks that I've met through, uh, Twitter, quite honestly. And so, uh, and networking with, uh, folks who otherwise I wouldn't have had an opportunity to meet if I hadn't been active on the channel. So, um, I, I would encourage everyone to be much more proactive, um, even then maybe they what they think they should be one of the one of the biggest shames i think of attending sherm or any other conference i'll see folks who maybe were a little hesitant to get into social media and they um, tweet and they get real active during the event because there's a lot of energy and then it stops and then maybe it reignites the following year well that's not enough and you're going to kind of fall off the radar screen only because it's like if you're at a, a cocktail party and you suddenly stop talking and move to the corner, well, you're not going to get a lot of engagement. And that's, in effect, what happens in the digital world when you stop participating. You don't have to participate a lot, but a little bit each day, five minutes a day is a great way to stay connected.
1: Agreed. Um, so so and that i mean and we've had this conversation before and i know you're you're gracious enough in a lot of times when you speak to mention my name and stuff like that which i'm not fishing for a shout out but we got to know each other through social media and you you um uh, i think there's i mean and and i think you know that it, it, it's like the, doing these shows that i've been doing like i talked I was, I was I talked to Ben Eubanks and Ben said, Mike, we've known each other for 10 years. And I'm like, Ben, you're not even 10 years, you know, I, you know <laughs> <and> I'm like, <laughs> <Right>. that's impossible. <laughs> and, and you and I, you and I don't go back quite 10 years, but we go back a ways. And, um, I think, you know, I, I say it without trying to sound like I'm taking credit for it, but I know that like when, when you, you started connecting with some of the folks in Florida, it caused a, a a big shift in the way you did HR and and a a big shift inside your HR uh, organization for your staff, I think. And I I just wonder if you could talk about that experience a little bit. Absolutely, Mike, and you're 100% correct. I
0: first uh, started – I first connected to you when you were blogging during HR Florida, and Mm -hmm. this is probably eight years ago now, eight years ago this summer. Yep. Right. Uh, I had gotten into Twitter and uh, was uh, trying to figure it all out like everyone does in the beginning. And it, uh, it was a great way for me to stay connected to the conference. So a la the Sherm blogging team for National, there's a great group of bloggers. If, for those that haven't checked the list, please do. It's a really talented group of people. And uh, so that was a, a, a great way for you and I to connect. And we became fast friends and have been ever since. But it also dramatically impacted how I uh, do, do HR, if you will. Um, I was a very, very gifted personnel guy, <laughs> but I wasn't an HR guy. So I really needed to shift into being an HR guy, and uh, social was the way to do it. The whole world around me was going digital in a, in a rapid, rapid way, as it still is today. And I'll be honest, I had business reasons to switch. Uh, and the switch up the HR focus, lots of vacancies at the hospital I worked at, which are totally unacceptable. Um, we can cry about labor shortages and all that sort of thing, but you have to do something about it. And so, uh, went through a radical shift in my thinking, radical shift in what I expected and ultimately required out of the talent acquisition staff at the hospital. Um, being active on social was now a requirement for them. It wasn't if they wanted to do it; they had to. And if they didn't want, and if they didn't, they could work somewhere else. It wasn't that I didn't like them anymore, but the world had gone (laughs) digital, and we were going to as well. And so that uh, that really changed things. And then I started blogging in the fall of 2010, I think, and have been at it ever since. And uh, it just changed my whole viewpoint. So we did; we basically did away with all the traditional. Recruitment advertising strategies and leveraged a lot of um, digital channels. I even hosted an employer brand podcast for the hospital for quite a while because I wanted to mm-hmm. differentiate uh, that organization as an employer from all the other hospitals that sound exactly the same. They all say those same words. So Are they no still doing that?
1: Are they still doing that show,
0: that podcast? They. I haven't checked in a while. I know for a long time a, a very dear friend. Uh, is the director of talent acquisition there, and she was running the show quite effectively uh, for a long time. But I don't know; if, I, I just literally haven't checked in a while. So I'm going to say yes and keep my fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because well, so, and sometimes things run their course too. You know, different strategies, yeah, different yep. priorities. But um, yeah, that I that that I spoke to that friend uh, not too long ago, um, which was great. It was the first time I talked to her in a long time. Um, Jay, your blog was No Excuses HR, I think, right? Something like that, but now it's jaycoons.com? Jay, so j a y k u h n dot com?
0: Yeah, so what happened was I had the blog, and it's still called No Excuses HR. It's um, uh, um it's it's integrated into the com site. What I found was because okay. I'm, I've been so active in the digital space and in my role at Kinetics there's an opportunity to – Um, highlight some of our leadership team a little bit differently than maybe I would uh, if I were still in a hospital executive role. And so develop the site to just kind of showcase a little bit more of my personality versus just the um, if I dare say thought leadership, I'll say just thoughts maybe is a better way to say it. Thoughts on no excuses. Um, But just give a little bit more insight into who I am as a leader and my style and that sort of thing. So a nice kind of next step not anything that um you know I don't do any advertising or anything like that it's just to have a little bit more context around me as a leader in the space
1: yeah yeah and you were saying before the before we started the show that you're super busy right now we'll get we'll kind of swing there in a minute so so you uh so you got into social you 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 became a you know, as they say, a sought-after speaker, and uh, you know, have done some speaking and done uh, a lot of writing. Uh, I think drove, from what I saw from the outside, drove your organization through a tremendous change cycle that you know is still, still probably not done. At you know, and then you you moved on. You you uh, you got an opportunity to go from the internal HR practitioner role. Working for a consulting firm, which is Kinetics in Atlanta, and that's owned by Chris Dunn and Shannon. And I'm Shannon Russo, right? Um, Yep, that's correct. And 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 uh, it was a big. I mean, to me, that was. I mean, I think it you know cool company. uh, Love Chris, love Shannon, know him personally, uh, know you well. I thought it was a great hire, but big big shift in your career, right? Um, uh, Like going completely to the opposite side not the dark side but now you're a salesperson and you're you know I got to do all this stuff so want to talk about that shift a little bit and what it entails
0: yeah it was a it was was a seismic shift for me personally Uh, I love hospitals I love being out on the floors I love rounding I love connecting with the team and I don't mean drive-by rounding where I walk through the unit and wave I mean Spending a couple hours in the critical care unit and talking with the staff while they're at the bedside, watching and learning what they're doing, um, I, I just have a tremendous passion. I think it's the greatest mission in the world to work for a healthcare provider. And so, when the opportunity came to join Kinetics. Uh, I had to do a lot of soul searching because I'd been so mission focused. This sounds hokey, but it's true. I'd been so mission focused on the work of the hospital. And in talking with Shannon and Chris, their vision was to develop a very robust healthcare practice at Kinetics nationally. And they wanted to have an experienced healthcare exec in that role. And so kind of check that box Uh, The work that we do at Kinetics is really around – it is a cool company. It's a a great culture and great – just the whole environment is really something special. But what we do is help lots and lots and lots of people find jobs, and we help good companies find good people. And so I I felt very good about that personally, kind of private moments. You know, if I I was going to be satisfied in my work and as I critically examined – what the actual work entailed. I felt very good about that. And then being able to stay in uh, the healthcare space was right up my alley. So uh, it was a really exciting transition. It was radically new. And um, it, there was an adjustment period for sure, because I'm used to being an inside guy, not the consulting guy. And even though a lot of HRs we know internally is a consultative role, it's still not the same as an external consultative role. And so lots of work, uh, particularly with a large client initially, and now we've expanded our healthcare practice quite dramatically. And so uh, we're working with multiple health systems, and uh, it's really an exciting time in the life of our company. We're growing like crazy and uh, filling a lot of new positions and recruiting all the time, uh, which is fun. It's fun to see that growth and the energy around the company and helping other hospitals do well. We work with a variety of other organizations, but I kind of have the blinders on for our hospitals.
1: And you, I think, I think what is, I don't know if it's unique, but I think, I, I don't know that I've, so I don't work in the talent acquisition space that much, right? So my, my scope, I don't think, my lens is that wide. But I think what, like, the work that you've done, um. Is it okay to name one one of your clients, the one that presented at Q a couple of years ago? Is it okay to throw names out, or should oh, sure. I stay away? Oh sure. Yeah. Absolutely. No, ab- yeah, ab- absolutely, it's fine. So, yeah. So like uh, Texas Children's Hospital and Linda Aldred, right? I mean they they were, a, I mean they were already a great company or a great hospital and a mm-hmm. great employer, and and but you started working with them, and and you not only do that, not not you personally, but Kinetics and and the staff. You're kind, of a, you're kind of an extension of their operation in some ways, I think, and you guys really help them with their employment brand. And, and, and I I, think, I don't know if you do – I mean, other, I'm, sure other, I'm sure other vendors do this, right? I have a sense that what you do with them is special, uh, and I don't know how to exactly state that. Uh, can you kind of talk about what you do with them and, and kind of how the work reaches into the organization?
0: Sure, I'd love to, and thanks for the chance to, to talk about them for a little bit, because it is a very, very special organization, Specialty Children's Hospital. They do have a women's service for uh,
1: uh,
0: OB, but uh, it's overwhelmingly pediatrics. Um, they have about 13,500 employees, uh, three hospitals, uh, just a huge organization. And uh, our role with them is that we have become their recruitment team. Uh, They have uh, partnered with us. We filled about 10,000 jobs for them over the last three years. Very busy, uh, very productive relationship. And we also have um, uh, helped develop a new career site, uh, which is a very, very robust site. Uh, Lots and lots of content. We have a very aggressive approach to content on career site at Kinetics. Uh, We like to have two to three pieces of fresh content every week, And those are either video interviews or blog post style interviews with the employees. And so we leverage um, various themes and uh, recruitment priorities, um, major initiatives, uh, all get baked into that employment brand uh, process. We have several hundred pieces of content out on their career site for them now. And then we uh, identify dedicated HR channels on social And we use those uh, four or five social channels as distribution of that content so that we can drive as many eyes to that career site. And it's been a wonderful partnership. Uh, We're dramatically expanding the focus, um, even though it's already massive, uh, because to your point, Linda's a a visionary in the space, in the healthcare space, and is really driving things forward. So they've been a wonderful, wonderful partner and uh, we we've just done a lot of great work there and so it's it's a fun uh it's a fun organization to be a part of and uh, their uh their career site is called texas children's org. if anyone's curious about the type of uh, strategies out there that we work on
1: yeah it, it's really worth a look we uh we had uh linda as part as and you know this we had uh at CUBE, the organization that I run conferences for, plan conferences for, we had Linda as part of a healthcare panel, sharing best practices, and she talked primarily about the website and some of the partnership with Kinetics and build, and building out the brand. And it was really a, it was really a good presentation, and it, there's some really great uh, best practices to share there. Um, I, I also have the sense, Jay, this is just my my own personal opinion, but with that with that project, that's that that <laughs> still gives you the chance to get. As hands-on internally as you as you're going to get in the role you have, because you're you're you know you're part of the team and and, and uh, so you still have that inside game as well as your your new game. To, it, it seems to me through that avenue. I, I don't know if that's the same with some of the newer clients you're developing, but uh, that that relationship seems uh, like I said special. Um, so so are are you taking like I know you just said that like things are blowing up. So like with these and again I don't I don't know who those, the, the rest of the clients are. Uh, I know I, I see your, you know your plane flying across the, the the Facebook or whatever every now and then. So I know you're like in Little Rock or whatever on a given day of the week. Or, but are you doing similar efforts with other healthcare providers now, or is it are they diff- Is it different stuff, or is it kind of the same scope? It's very
0: similar scope. Um, lots of focus on recruitment. Uh, it, I, we're seeing more and more that companies are wanting flexible laser-focused recruitment organizations, and that's very difficult sometimes with an internal recruitment team, certainly not all the time. Um, But in working for uh, an RPO, recruitment process outsourcing firm like I do now, we can really leverage assets and move uh, recruiters and sourcers around literally overnight to bolster and beef up uh, different clients and different needs. So it's a really unique, way to add value to the companies we work with. And so we have uh, several major health systems where we're doing a ton of recruiting and building new career sites and employer brand strategies and developing internal blogging teams. And uh, it's, uh, it's really exciting. It's um, uh, because we've been really heavily involved in the healthcare space, our recruitment team and our leadership team now has a level of expertise that we can, Bring to bear, if you will, and it just makes it fun. Uh, it's just really, really fun. Very contemporary mindset, very progressive mindset. Um, and we get to help organizations go from being kind of traditional to uh, really, really differentiating themselves in their respective markets, which is that's kind of a, a rush for me. I just love that differentiation so much. I have for years, and now I get to help a bunch of shops do it.
1: You're 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 um, not only not shy, but you're also uh, at least slightly competitive in your personality. I think. So uh... <laughs> that might be true, Mike. That might be true. Yeah, the, the things Mike said that might be true today. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, there's probably a couple others, but I'll, I'll keep them to my not not about you, but I'll, I'll keep the rest to myself. So um, today, um. Just going back to just going back to blogging for a minute, and then I want to talk about Tampa since you live there and I used to live there, um, which is a, I know a shift, but we'll we'll, we'll get it done. Um, on the blog, I haven't read your blog in a while, to be honest. So what what are you what are you focused on in your head or, or you not in your head, but in your writing? What what are you what are you putting out there now on the on the, the no excuses HR stuff? I know it's a lot of leadership is typical kind of your typical thought or writing topic, but What's what's hot for you now? Yeah, so uh,
0: good question. Uh, certainly, a lot of leadership, and you know, the beauty of working with human beings is you always have opportunities of how you can improve leadership, right? So I kind of have this unending uh, uh, list of topics. Uh, as as I've connected with other leaders who really want to learn about brand and employer brand, everybody's throwing these terms around but I see very few organizations that are actually executing on it. So saying it and executing, as we all know, are two radically different things. So I've added a lot more content over the last year or so in that area. Uh, I've also tried to do some things that are around um, motivation, because sometimes there's a lot of how-to blogs, three steps to do this, five things you need to know for that. Uh, And sometimes they can be a little... Uh, preachy, and I can be a little preachy sometimes too, calling people out. I try to call myself out. It's kind of my little tagline, holding ourselves accountable. So I speak myself up sometimes, uh, uh, publicly. <laughs> uh, but uh, Don't we all. <laughs> I think there's some, yeah, and there's yeah. So there's some motivation piece in there, and I've also tried to do some things wrong, just being grateful for what we have, right? Instead of always what's next, what's next, what's next? What do I need to improve? But like, what, what's really good right now, and do I even take the time to think about that? So, yeah. you know, it's it's interesting that you can, after having written so many blog posts and uh, having it somewhat established at this point, you can give yourself some latitude to try different things and test different things, and um, it makes it kind of fun because ultimately, I'm just writing for me, right, at the right. end of the day. I don't try to monetize the blog and it's not, it's not, that's not what that is for me. So it's more of a labor of love than versus um, an obligation. It, it makes yeah. it, I think, different.
1: That makes sense. Um, I, I don't write on my blog hardly at all anymore. Cause I just, I write on the Q blog and that's mostly just, you know, pushing information out for my, for my member clients. Um, I ran sure. out of things today, but i sure. I really even though there, even though this this podcast has been kind of, you know, up and down in terms of its uh, you know, being connected to it. I really love doing this right now because it's still a great way to connect with people. You get to have a real conversation and it doesn't require like a lot of editing and stuff. So, you know, it's uh, sure it's not right. that, like a podcast on the show, but but you know, it's a great it's a great way to connect with people and and kind of see what what's got them ticking these days. So, I really enjoyed doing these things these shows over the last awesome. few weeks, and I've got, like, I'm booked out, like, through all of March and into April, so, yeah, so it's been interesting. Well, Fabulous. Got about less than so what, one of the things, so, you know, I'm coming to Tampa for my conference, April 15th to the 17th, the Q Labor and Employee Relations Conference, so I'm plugging that. If you're interested in the cutting-edge labor and employee relations stuff, uh, go to Qinc, dot com. But we're gonna and we're gonna be at the Tampa Marriott Waterside. But there's so much going on in Tampa, including the lightning. Jay, can you give us like 30 seconds about how Tampa is changing and what what's what it's like to live there? Yeah,
0: it's beautiful to live here. Um, the weather is amazing. Um, the ocean is everywhere. Beaches everywhere. So kind of that uh, postcard stuff is all true. Um, I'm in a role where I could live anywhere because of traveling so much with clients. And I, I am absolutely in what I think is the best spot in the world. But there's a lot of things happening. Everything from Gasparilla, which is our annual Pirate Parade with 300,000 people came this year, to our hockey team, which is uh, tops in the NHL, sells out every night, um, world-class organization, to uh, culture, arts, food. I mean, it's, just a, it's a beautiful place to, to be and visit and live. So shameless plug for my city.
1: Still pretty affordable, too, relatively speaking. And some business uh, corporate, corporate headquarters are moving there with the Mr. with Jeffy Vinnick's efforts downtown. So lots happening. Jay, we're out of time, man. Uh, <laughs> so that was quick. We're down to 20 seconds. Thanks for subbing in on the show for Brad Galen, and it was great to catch up with you. I always love having a chance to talk with you. Next time it'll have to be for real over coffee, all right?
0: I like it. Thanks, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. Take
1: care. Yeah, out. See you later, Jay. Take care. Thanks.